0: Hello and welcome to Mosh Pet. I'm Cy Beckwith.
1: And I'm Ellie Kumar.
0: And this episode is going to be looking at a perfect album. So you come up with a concept for this episode. Ellie, do you want to explain what you mean by perfect album?
1: So we've talked in the past, both of us, how both of us, we don't tend to listen to albums because of like short attention spans and various reasons. I'm much more of a playlist person. I, I, make, I used to make mix CDs and now I love to make Spotify playlists. Because I like different sounds, like I'll listen to a song for like three minutes and then I want to listen to something different. So for the most part, I don't sit with an album and listen to an album from start to finish all the way through, particularly more than once. And you're the same. And we've talked about how like you're, you feel similar about this.
0: Yeah, so mine's changed slightly with it if I've got a vinyl, so because I now collect vinyl again, because of course I don't know but what helps is you have to, you kind of skip a song. Like you have to yeah. get up and do the thing and move the needle and I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I'll listen to the full thing. But the perfect album, what i said, is not like necessarily the best album or your favourite album or an iconic album. It's one that you will listen to from start to finish and don't feel like there's a lull or a song you need to skip.
1: Yeah. So yeah, like, because a lot of my favourite bands, I don't like all their songs. And I, there are sort of some that I love and will play over and over and over again. And there's some that I just don't, I'm not that bothered with, but this whole concert, and there's a few, and we've, we've got some more in the pipeline as well, because there are some albums that you just, they might not necessarily be groundbreaking or life-changing, but actually you put it on and then suddenly you look up and it's like an hour and a half later and you've enjoyed the whole album. From start to finish.
0: And there can be things attached to that, like nostalgia plays a big part, or like where you were when you first heard it, how influential it was. And our choices are already very different from these two. So you're going to do your episode this time, I'll do mine next time. So do you want to see what your perfect album first is?
1: So I have picked Fallen by Evanescence.
0: So I was surprised at this, because it wouldn't have come in my mind as a perfect album. And then I've since, I've listened to it all in order. I, I do have a lot of memories of listening to this album. I think I had friends who were really into it. Why did you pick it then?
1: So, yeah, so the reason I picked it was because as a teenager, it it came out in 2003, which was peak teen, actually, well, I was, I think it was 11 or 12 when it came out, but that proper gothy, I was getting really into, like, goth music, but because of the fact that um, Bring Me To Life got quite a lot of radio play, I was hearing it. And it was one of the songs that actually kind of got me into alternative and heavy music because it was played on, like, Radio 1.
0: Well, it's really mainstream. I didn't realise, we'll talk about Bring it like first, I didn't realise that that rap was forced upon them. You know, like, the little rap bit, that wasn't meant to be in, and it was just the way, their way of trying to cash in on new metal.
1: Yes, because it is, and you. it came out around that kind of time, and if you listen to just that song, you might think, oh, yeah, there's some like new metal in there. And then you listen to the rest of the album, and... It's not at all, and obviously there's a lot of there, there was a lot of drama around the album because of um, what's the guy's name Ben, the, the who then isn't in any because well, I
0: don't know, but they try and hide that out. They had a yeah. big
1: falling out, and then he left, and then, so they, he wasn't in the future sort of of the band, and but it was yeah, so it was one of the songs, and therefore one of the bands that actually got me into listening to like alternative music. It it was it came out at the right time for me as being an angsty kind of teenager but also l- like listening back to it recently so Evanescence have been on tour and I went to see them because of the nostalgia factor mainly I was like oh you know what I've never seen them live I think it'll be really fun and for a start Amy Lee's voice is still phenomenal that's the she, big standout
0: I think is how good her voice is
1: she Still has an amazing voice, and she was running around the stage. She was still really into it. So, as a, and again, she got a lot of flack in the sort of those early 2000s of being, you know, oh, well, she's not a real musician, they're not a real rock band, they're not a real metal band because she sings not opera, but like she sings almost like she could be a classical singer in the way that some of those songs are written. But she got so much flack and really undeserved for someone who was at the time, I think like 21.
0: Wow. Yeah, of course. She would have been that young, wouldn't she? And it stops them feeling dated now. When I listened back, I thought I'd cringe my way through it because I never really got into them. But she's not that bad. Going under is like an absolute little bang of that.
1: Right. So, and I think that's one of the things about the album that makes it so good. Is that there are lulls and there are like levels to the song. So you start with a like proper like powerful song but then you've got things like my immortal which really does tone it down change
0: of pace in it there's a constant change of pace again
1: shows her skill as a pianist because that's well when i'm guessing she played it because she plays it live um it's so good and then you've got the songs like going under you've got bring me to life which are so emotional, and they remind you of being, like, a teenager. But then there are some amazing songs, like, Tourniquet, which, I don't know how you... Might have not have said that right. (laughs) She says Tourniquet.
0: That's enough.
1: So I'm guessing that's that's how you say the word. Which is just brilliant. And Imaginary is one of my favourite songs. And they're just... they, They talk a lot about, like, mental health issues, which you know, as an 11 year old or 12 year old, I didn't really have much kind of experience with, I didn't know what that was. As an adult who has, you know, like, as probably most of us have dealt with like mental health issues, especially over the past like sort of five so years, the songs really speak to you as someone who is really struggling and the different coping mechanisms that you have to kind of get through that. And it's still really relevant and it's still really valid points that are being brought
0: up. It's really good that like there is so much you can click with, especially like the, it's not just surface level stuff. And I think that helps that she's written that. And often as well, I always think that it's different for me as a man because men are represented so often in music that for a woman to find out hear a woman's voice speaking about things that you can relate to must be really important when you're younger. And like you say that's why you got into them like in the come along at the perfect time
1: yeah and then as well i like i mean i just have to say about so the end of the album it ends with another version of my immortal which starts off the same and it's very kind of quiet and piano and then the band come in and it's glorious and it's brilliant and it's just the perfect way to end an album
0: So I wondered, because that's on, I listened on Spotify, um, and it's a band version. Is that on, like, what, the released album? So it was
1: definitely on the CD version that I heard. Because my friend had told me about this song when, because obviously, so when I started hearing the songs, I'd heard Bring Me To Life, and I'd heard the single version of My Immortal, which is the Just Piano Mm. version. And then they came out before the, as the singles, before the album was released, and my friend had got the album first like i hadn't got it and she was like oh don't listen to my immortal there's a better version and i was like what and she wouldn't tell me about it and you know because this was before this was pre well it might not have been pre-ipod but we didn't have ipods so i had a walkman
0: yeah this would have been like mini disc era
1: yeah um i can't remember when the ipod came out and but yeah so i didn't have an ipod so it was a case of like you had a CD and you had like a, a little Walkman that you couldn't tip upside down because all the songs would skip. Yeah, and you
0: had to carry it carefully. You had to
1: carry it completely flat like a pizza all the time. And so I had to wait until she would lend me the CD before I could listen to this song. And then I was like, this is incredible. Like having heard the single version and then you hear the band version with the drums and the guitars and it just like comes crashing in. It's quite emotional. Yeah? I still feel like that now.
0: It's good that, like, like, I didn't connect with this as much then, and I still don't. So, to me, what I found hardest was a lot of the songs, there's a sameness to some of them, but I also appreciate there is a massive change of pace as well and other stuff in there. Um, but I've never... I've not delved deep, deep enough into the lyrics, and I'd like to do more. But I think whenever I think of them, I think of the rapping, and I kind of get past that. and I think. It's, but now I know that wasn't necessarily meant to be there. That makes it a bit easier for me.
1: Yeah, because it, and it was one of those where it's... It's a bit cringe, like, when you listen back to it. And and they don't do it in the live... Well, when I saw them live, they don't do the rap.
0: they not? Bring Me To Life. Nope. Oh, I bet there's people fuming at that, though.
1: Because that was... Because they... Obviously, that was in the encore. And so everyone's sitting there going, are they going to do it? When are they going to do Bring Me To Life? And then the sort of... The intro starts. You're like, yes. And so, I mean, I don't know about the people around me. I was screaming along to the song ruined everybody's videos around me good which is good because we don't like people who have video gigs but i was full-on like screaming and i wasn't expecting them not to have the rap in and then i was a bit caught short and i was oh this is different
0: did you start doing the rap though when you No, because along? i
1: never did the rap bit because <sighs> like i'm i mean like i can't rap me and my friend used to do a lot of like we used to sing a lot of lincoln park songs just like to each other and she would do all the rap bits. And I would do the Chester Bennington parts. because
0: it's, You've got to split it up, yeah. haven't you? Yeah.
1: I was Chester, she was Mike. <laughs>
0: you've got to, yeah, always divvying it up. And they, they, like that song's good for divvying it up, because you have got the rap bit. Yeah, it's interesting I don't do it now, though.
1: Yeah. So, and I, I wasn't sure, because I didn't really, yeah. I didn't know a lot about the back of, you know, whether it was, like, them forced to do it and stuff. But also, I knew that there was the drama around the guy... So whether it was because he's not involved, they didn't do it, or yeah. yeah, because they just that was something they didn't actually want as part of the band.
0: Mm. Didn't I'd love to know more. Like I've had like once I found out it wasn't she didn't really want the rap on it. It made us want to know more. But also I'm a bit annoyed that they do their biggest hit as an encore. Um, we've discussed this before, but like how we yeah. all know you're going to play it.
1: Well, to be fair, it wasn't an encore because so. I I don't know about the rest of their gigs, but this particular tour was within Temptation and they were co-headlining. So they trade off who does the top billing each night. Um, And it happened to be that actually the night that I saw within Temptation were the the second band on. Neither of them did an encore because it's sort of unfair. But it was that Bring Me to Life and the band version of My Immortal were the last two songs that they played.
0: Oh, it's not as bad then. No, yeah. so it's not
1: technically an encore, but it's like, well, if it was just a headline show, would they have done that as an encore?
0: Yeah, that's aye, they probably would have. But yeah. we'll give them a the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Say, like when Chesney Hawkes plays, I'm the one only three times in a set
1: well let's be honest what else would you exp- like what the not- songs
0: uh, Man Not A Boy is really good uh, the other stuff that he does on Buddy Song's class
1: literally never heard of any other Chesney oh, Hawks. Man Not A
0: Boy is really good it's a bop that sure sure yeah, it's very good and the film Buddy Song that like, he's in with Roger Dalby from The Who
1: literally never sounds heard like of sounds like
0: I've made that up didn't it, it? But yeah, literally no.
1: sounds like this is a fever dream that you've no, had
0: based on a book so uh, Chesney Hawkes plays it's all based around 60s music and stuff and his character is named after Buddy Holly
1: okay that sounds quite interesting um, to be
0: fair and weirdly, it ends on a cover of Ephrodesians. Oh, no, I'm Joni he does. That it?
1: would be ma- See, is this... I'm going to Google this later and no, no results found.
0: No, Buddy Song's definitely a thing. It's got a Wikipedia page. It's on YouTube as a film in 12 different parts.
1: Because that's how everybody wants to watch a film. Yeah,
0: because, well, very, very weirdly is... I love that film when I was little, maybe I used to say, so watch it. And at one point, about four years ago, we both watched that film on YouTube independently of each other in 12 different parts. And we hadn't discussed it before, just both thought, you know what, I fancy watching Buddy song it's like
1: twin thing yeah but even though you're not twins not
0: twins yeah but it was close enough
1: I mean I think they should do a recut with an Evanescence song at the end just to
0: Ever, right so Evanescence actually for films the the songs off this album I think lend themselves to films of this era so I can imagine so many of their songs playing over the credits of like Blade 3
1: yes yeah
0: Daredevil you they... one of them is on Daredevil
1: oh I've not seen that yeah. actually yeah
0: the Ben Affleck one.
1: Oh, okay. Because it is. It's that. It, it's very stylized of an era in yeah. time. And because if you listen to their more recent stuff, it doesn't sound like that. It's not bad. It's not like. But it is different. um And I mean, it, they're one of those bands where it's it's a bit of a shame that that album. Because again, I think it's a perfect album. I think it's brilliant. I will listen to it a lot, even now. Then they came off the back of that with Call Me When You're Sober as the first single from their second album. And they just never got the trajectory again. It just, I think it was because of the era that it was released, it really struck a chord with a certain like age of people. Who then kind of went on to maybe, you know, like me listen to either heavier music or different genres.
0: It's definitely a gateway album. Yes. Like a gateway and all that stuff. And I think f- with it being female-fronted as well, it's massive for women who weren't really represented a lot in, like, ba- like heavy bands don't have, no. like, as much female representation at all.
1: And it was a lot easier for, like, for example, for my parents to get on board with it. So my, my, my parents are very into, like, guitar-based music of, like, the 70s. But much more mainstream and when i started listening to kind of alternative music they didn't because you know for various reasons but they they weren't big fans they didn't really like the idea of me buying a lot of like metal but the evanescence my mum likes bring me to life my mum will listen to it if but it's
0: on it, in the car an easier sell and like slipknot as well, well exactly it, yeah.
1: because she is uh she looks clean yeah. she looks you know tidy and nice <laughs>
0: It is really clean, though. it it is an album as well. I think for a heavy album, it's uh, it's very much an album I th- th- like. Listen to it, and know you would like.
1: Yes, it's very, it's well, pro- or like it's very produced. You can hear that kind of. The songs have been written and gone over, and they've done a lot of practice on them and things. You know, it's it's quite theatrical.
0: Theatrical is a good word.
1: And it's, you know, I like that kind of... The- it's, it's a song that theatre kids get into. It's an album that all the theatre kids in my school listen to because it has that kind of drama, but while also being quite safe and tame. Like, I mean, yeah, there's, like, swear, you know, there's some there's language and stuff, but there's nothing particularly, like, offensive in there. It's
0: safe's a nice word. And because what I would say about this is... If you think you wouldn't like the album, give it a chance because I didn't really think this would be on my street, and it's better than I thought it was.
1: I think that's it. And because I know a lot of people who don't particularly like heavy music, but who are my age who love that album. Yeah. Because of just because of the kind of the era and actually how well it works together. All the songs flow into each other. You don't sort of get any jolts where you think, oh, this doesn't fit. This song isn't right.
0: Well, I'd say even if you're into really, really heavy music, like I would say i skew more towards the heavier, dirtier. It sounds like it's recorded in a bin side. And this is better than I thought it was because there is more of an edge to it. I didn't think... Like, I want it to be less clean than probably what the average person would. Yeah. It's good. It's just a good album.
1: Yeah. And I think that's it. This is the whole point of this. Is It's not maybe groundbreaking. It, it's not... I mean, I would probably pick it on one of my Desert Island discs just because it's one of those albums that I know I like all of the songs. But it, probably for most people it's not. But it's just a good album. All the way through, start to finish.
0: I think you sold it well, Ellie. So that's your perfect album. I'm going to do mine next time, which will not reveal until next time. Uh, do you want to give any hints to mine that you've listened to or like if you had to say a couple of words of what you thought?
1: Not what I was expecting.
0: Interesting. So we'll chat about that next time. Uh, And until next time, see you later, little gods.